Hi, and welcome to That's Myrony Podcast. My name's Alicia, along with my co-host Todd, and we're going to explore what exactly is Myrony. Well, Myrony, or my irony, are those crazy coincidences that happen in life that you just can't explain. It's also another word for sign or synchronicity. We've all experienced these throughout our lives, but what if you started paying closer attention to your Myronies? What if you started connecting the dots, or as we like to say, follow the spiritual breadcrumbs that could have an impact so big it changes your life forever, not to mention the lives of others. Now, that's Myrony. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to That's Myrony podcast with our host, Alicia Myronic. I always like saying that. I'm kind of, I, I shouldn't say I say it like that all the time, but I've been practicing that. Uh, I like un, that one. Unbeknownst to you. Oh, thank you. And, uh, and her co-host, Todd Courtney here. And today we've got Cheryl Brewster from Vancouver, Canada. We seem to get a lot of Canadians. I should say, I want to say lately, but everything is lately because we're, <laughs> we're kind brand of new. new. <laughs> so we've got Cheryl here with, uh, I now again, and I've, uh, if you've heard some of the other intros, uh, many of the guests I have not known, I don't know much about, which is more fun for me. Maybe not so much the guests, but it is more fun for me. Uh, but what I do know, she lives in Vancouver. She's got two wonderful boys and she's a stand-up comic on her, uh, you know, her off time, uh, some sort of uh, alter ego, it sounds like. I can't promise that she's going to do any, you know, stand up today, but wouldn't be bad if she did maybe on the outro. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> but I'll let you take it over. Now, okay, well, <laughs> that's a good intro, Todd. There you go. So, Cheryl, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we definitely have some ironies of how we've connected. So first, just going to let you share a little bit about yourself and, you know, what you do, because I know you as an intuitive. And uh, it's it's just, I have to admit, it's really fun, right? Being Having that little, or having the intuitive gift. <laughs> can, 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 and, and, and for the audience purposes, can we define intuitive? Sure, I'll, I'll define intuitive. And thanks so much for having me on this amazing show because it's going to be lots of fun. And yeah, let's start with intuitive. Intuitive, I have my own definition of intuitive, which is mystery unfolding. Ooh. And tapping into the epic adventure of your life that you decided on before you got here. Wow. Okay. So, I like your definition. <laughs> so it's an, it, it, it truly is the epic adventure of your life. And I believe that intuition works best with intention, which is the deliberate decision to live my life from a place of letting joy lead. Wow. And when we do that, the result is peace. And peace is power. And given all the changes that we're in right now with COVID, we have a huge opportunity and a responsibility for those of us who are really committed to living life full out to take the time to ask, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? Because the body is speaking to us all the time through how we feel. 
And anything less than peace is just gently guiding us back to being in alignment with, and this is the exciting part, is this creative potential inside of us. And I, 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 I think another word for intuition is creativity. And if um, there's a beautiful, beautiful expression I'm borrowing from one of my favorite authors, Paul Levy in, in Portland, and he, he has said, which I've uh, taken and added to, that unexpressed creativity damages the psyche. And so my, my love for intuition is that it is my unexpressed creativity talking to me. When I listen, I can be at peace no matter what's happening in my life, even in the middle of really difficult circumstances. When I don't feel at peace, it's okay because there's something bigger that's holding me. And that's what intuition's all about. So, long answer for a, a short question. <laughs> well, well, incredibly <laughs> articulate answer. I will give you that, which I can already tell we are probably going to go a little deep in today's session. Yeah. <laughs> One question that pops to mind, and, and it's funny because I was just thinking of this yesterday, uh, but you brought it up, and that's it's like living in joy. One question is, when did you start that or were you gifted with being able to do that as a child and maintaining that through adulthood? And if not, uh, when did you start? Wow, that's a great question. We are going to go deep today. Uh, yes. <laughs> You can tell, can't you? And I want to, I actually just want to, I forgot to mention, no, I forgot to mention, (laughs) you, Cheryl, are the first one of this month coming up that's going to be for the the psychics and the intuitives. And so it's going to be like this. The, the energy it, that you get to be the first one to oh, this is the a thought. themed month. This is a themed month. Shouldn't you have told me that before the intro? I kind of forgot. Well, <laughs> <laughs> hence, hence the term wing it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. But no, it's really fun because it. we're going to go really deep with this. But the thing that, uh, uh, that the thing that Cheryl is really passionate about is synchronicity. Like, Myronistic events? Myronistic events. <laughs> we call it myrony synchronicity. I love it. And we have come up with a little bit difference with myrony synchronicity in motion. And it's exactly what we're talking about. What do you do when that shows up? You know, because then that can lead to something more and then something more. So to go back to answering Todd's question about when you realized you had this gift, this ability. Or maybe she always had it. Or always had Living it. Living in yeah. joy, I mean. So uh, I'm going to follow what I'm getting right now, which is as, as people listen into this podcast, mm-hmm. I'm going to invite them to, let's make this more than just a listening. Let's make this an experience. Absolutely. Amen. So, the, so the very question you asked me, I'm going to ask everyone listening to this podcast right now to recognize that they are living in a special time in history. And the fact that this podcast has even come to you is a a supreme Myronic event. (laughs) It truly is a a Myrony. (laughs) So let's talk about synchronicity. And as we do, I'm going to ask everyone to take a deep breath and to um, 
recognize the sacredness of this moment, that there is something very grand and great occurring. It's sweeping the planet. You've felt it your entire life. You have felt it every time you have had a surge of joy, every time you have connected with nature and you felt so connected in that moment. That's where I'm going to invite us all to go right now. So this is a perfect example of the epic adventure of your life. And Alicia and I have talked about this before, where we leave breadcrumbs for ourselves to follow. And to think that your future self is here all the time inviting you to step into a, a fuller experience of life. So I'm going to answer the question you asked me, Todd, but I'm at the same time going to ask you to answer that question yourself for you. Out loud or in my own head? In, in your own head for now, and then we'll, okay. we'll, we'll share. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to use myself as an example. Did I always have this, this piece of, of joy? The answer is yes. Did I always live it? The answer is no. I experienced profound fear growing up in my life for whatever reason who knows yeah. um, you know we we are all born into this social conditioning we're, we're born into pre-existing energies we bring with us some scores from past lifetimes so for me um, to be talking about joy and overcoming fear is absolutely massive and I would uh, use the word miracle because my experience throughout my life was how do I deal with this fear factor? And I am so grateful as hard as it was to go through the many fearful experiences I did be, because we're all waking up from the dream, the mass hypnosis of fear, the mass hypnosis of conformity. We're all waking up. And Albert Camus says something very, very important that is the foundation of the work that I do. That when we work with these principles and we follow our intuition and we make a commitment and a relentless allegiance to peace, that we do find within us that invincible summer in the harshest of winters. And Alicia, you of all people know this because of the experiences you've gone through in your life. So when you and I first connected yeah. through synchronicity, and then we were able to have these conversations, and you shared with me your amazing journey of healing, this power that is greater than us, and yet is us. Mm -hmm. so, so intuition combined with intent is the deliberate act of creation. It's the deliberate act of putting my attention back on the wholeness of who and what I truly am. Wow, that's so beautiful. So as, as we're all listening to this then, my question back to you, Todd, and to our <laughs> listeners <laughs> is, do you remember when? you first felt this joy in your life and the times in your life when you listened to it and the times in your life maybe when you didn't and what is the impact for you today because 
uh, joy is knocking at each and every one of our hearts. Yes, um, and no. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm listening to how you said that so eloquently and articulate and beautiful. Uh, it makes me, it, it just immediately softens me up. I know. I, I just want to go dive in and just, just my mouth dropped and I'm just like sitting there and listening in awe, right? <laughs> so thank you for your words, by the way. Um, it's funny. I, so our house was a little chaotic. It was a, a, a good upbringing, but, and I'm, I'm going to that because I think a lot of people have chaotic houses. We six kids in the house, two parents. So there's eight people in the house. Uh, survival of the fittest comes to mind when it comes to food, right? Uh, I, I was raised by, uh, I would call it two workaholics. And so the joy, I, I can go back now as a kid and remember the joy. And then I, then I can fast forward to a late teen. I started working when I was 12, paper route, and really never stopped working since. Uh, that was just a norm, right? If you wanted something, you, you, you had to earn it yourself. That was kind of a theme of the 1970s, really. Uh, and so then I just put my nose to the grind. We you know, went to school, went to college, started work. Uh, again, I worked with my dad in the same office for 30 years. And so when it, it got to a point where I actually felt guilty coming home before the streetlights were on because you're so used to working late days. And I'm like, I don't need to do this anymore. Why am I doing it? Why am I feeling guilty? Because <laughs> like you were talking about, we, we're, we're programmed, some of it pre-programmed, some of it's programming during our childhood and throughout life. And, and finally, I mean, I, it took me a while to break free from it. And it came from reading the kind of books that you have probably read that has freed you up because I can tell the, the words that come out of your mouth. I'm going, oh, she reads what I read. And, 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 it's, and it's through those readings that have opened up my mind and re reminded me of what joy was. Um, I was kind of programmed to work for the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow and forgetting that you are the rainbow uh, and part of the rainbow. Uh, and, and so it, it's, I'm, I'm there now but I have so much old programming in me and I've been working on this. This has been a work in progress people for going on my 15th year. Uh, and so I have many joyous moments, but I also have many knee jerk reaction moments that bring me back to my old program self that I'm still trying to chip away at. That would be, no, I love I would what answer. you said. That's very articulate. Uh, well said, well spoken and, and, in in what I and I believe all of us really are called to is to recognize the biology that we have that of course we're going to get pulled back there is a biology at play here so what I'm and this this is an intriguing thought I think for all of us because as we continue to kind of get pulled in um, to to use this to our advantage there's a, a phrase from the Latin called amor fati, it's from Stoic philosophy, which basically is to embrace your fate, to make the best of it, even if you don't, you don't have to like it to work with it. And, and that the obstacle is the way, the, the, the path is the impediment. 
So when we look at it that way, I, I think there's such a joy now in appreciating that when the triggers come up, uh, what's my initial response, right? And our initial, you know, we, 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 we don't catch ourselves in time. But the more we bring kindness, compassion, and remembrance, the easier it gets to catch ourselves. And I've certainly found in my experience that it's not so much the reaction, but my judgment of the reaction that really holds the pattern in place. Yeah, I would agree to that. And I, I want to say also is that, you know, we, we definitely learn through the harder experiences. We learn during the ugly times. And I think this giant puzzle we call life, uh, some of those hard times are the pieces of the puzzle. However, my Renees will show up when we need them the most. All we have to do is ask and, you know, ask whoever you want to ask, just not of yourself, just of something greater and they will show up. And I truly believe that when you're on the right path, as you say, embracing your own fate, they literally will just come sprinkling from the sky, it seems like. You know, and, and the more that you embrace that and, you know, listeners, the more you embrace it, the more you will create the miracles in your own life. And then you create miracles for other people. And even how Cheryl and I met, which we didn't even get into that, which is really funny because um, I met, we met in the serving circle, right? Wasn't that the first time? Mm -hmm. So the serving circle, which I've been trying to get you to come on. <laughs> Tyson Sharp, who we love dearly who's actually Australian. He was a guest on Dan McPherson, who you know Dan, because we interviewed Dan and Michelle together on episode four. So Dan invited me to this, uh, to this amazing group. And it's all soulpreneurs and heart-centered and it's beautiful. And so then they have uh, a weekly meeting and it was the first one I attended and Cheryl was speaking. And I was like, oh, oh my goodness, I need to connect with her now. So then we have this conversation. I have to say the conversation we had, Cheryl, as you know, I bawled like a baby at the end because you, you prayed over me and gave me the most beautiful prayer. And I was so grateful because, yeah, sharing the story sometimes can be really hard. You know, a lot of emotions come up. I have released the attachments, but it doesn't mean I've released the emotions. And so, but then it gets even funnier because then I'm in, you, uh, care, oh geez, from the Grand Connection when we were on Michelle's call. Right. And remember they were talking about the Grand Connection. It was because Cheryl recommended doing this, but then I was like, ooh, I gotta do this. So I get on the Grand Connection. I get to meet all these amazing people. And then Cheryl and I get to be in the same breakout room. <laughs> This happens multiple times. Then even, what was it, last week with the V team, Terry Lee Harrison, who I love, and I got to have a personal conversation, and we're going to ask her to be on the podcast at some point. But Michelle, our podcast producer, and, you know, the amazing Michelle Abraham, she's like, you know, come to our chapter meeting. So I go, and who do I see? Cheryl Brewster having another, being the speaker again. And I was like, it is just so funny. She are, and I are so in sync. It's, yes, myronistic 
to the umpteenth degree. Well, well I, I, I'm confused at how shocked you are. You said you needed a meter. Well, no. The funny thing is, is we met. <laughs> no, we I'm chose to kidding. have that conversation, but we just kept in all these funny? different circles. And that is the beauty of, of what we're talking about, of intention and just being there. And you know how many times people are like, you know, you, you're asked to do something and then it's like, oh yeah, that sounds great. Well, I've learned when the door opens, walk in, walk through that door. Yeah. Yeah. And when you start living from that place, oh my goodness, really miracles will happen in, in your life and in others. And as, as an intuitive, just so, so a listener, so an average listener can, can kind of capture this, um, it, it's, was this something that you, I hate to use the word, intuitively <laughs> felt that, <laughs> that you were? <laughs> or were you just an average Cheryl out of Vancouver? <laughs> let, let, me, let me share a really cool story that answers that question. Yes. Uh, so, you know, here, here I was bopping along in my life. And I, I think it was my early 40s where, where I had this compulsion to learn more. And much to my dismay, because I was drawn to uh, reading and learning everything I could that was about being intuitive and psychic. And that was not my my background. It was in fact, it, it, it was something that scared me. It was something I was not familiar with. And uh, so I had a hard time. I came across Edgar Casey, who was a devout Christian. And his, because of his experience of what he went through of going deep into hypnosis and then tapping into this, um, what I would call deeper realms of consciousness, it, it really gave me permission to explore this more fully. And, and as I did it, I recognized that there is something deeper here that surpasses any restraint of belief or religion. And so uh, I did go through a dark night of the soul because as I studied more, um, one of my intuitive mentors and teachers said to me, Cheryl, if, if I ever wanted to give my business to someone when I'm ready to, to retire, it would be you. Oh. And, and, it, and it, she threw me because, of course, at the time I didn't realize the extent of, of what I was working with. And I said, I said to her, if I'm, so, if I'm so psychic, how come I don't know it? And her response back to me was, Cheryl, I invite you to embrace where this path is leading you, because if you don't, you will not find the peace you're searching for. So I, I tell this story because part of our journey, our hero's journey is going into the unknown, leaving the familiar. And there is a lot of pain associated with that because we are so afraid. It's all we know. So to answer your question, I came into this work kicking and screaming the whole way. This was not my idea of, I mean, it was so out of my realm. I might as well live on another planet, uh, <laughs> which I probably did at one all point. Right. <laughs> I, think, I think we all can relate to that. So so the the profound joy that comes from um, being willing to give, you know, imagine a clenched fist holding a penny and the universe, God, spirit, source, whatever you want to call it, is saying, 
loving us like a small child, just open your hand because rather than a penny, it's, it's like everything you could ever have imagined. Oh my God, that's so beautiful. Now you mentioned the word psychic in there and, and for clarity purposes, would you, would you consider intuitive and psychic to be synonymous? They're similar but different. Uh, I think there's a lot of, in my experience, there has been a lot of negativity attached to the word psychic. I tend not to use it. However, here's the difference. One of the best, uh, I think, uh, definitions or descriptors that describe the difference. Intuitive is staying at home and dining in. And psychic is when you go out for dinner. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> That is funny. Actually. That's 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 really good. <laughs> see, see, listeners, all you got to do is go out to dinner. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. So so, and we need both, right? We need yeah. both. So so, you know, when it comes to the work that that um, Alicia and I do, you know, we're we're tapping into energy fields, and 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 it's it's like we none of us does this work alone. Right. Right. And so when you have a gift and you've developed it further, that's an extraordinary uh, beauty. And I think of people like, you know, who's your favorite singer or performer and they just move you. So when we are, when we are in our gifts, we are um, virtuosos. We, 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 as we each say yes to what wants to emerge through us, there is such a peace and power that comes from that, such an uh, authenticity, and I can feel it in my belly as I'm speaking. Mm -hmm. and, and again, because I believe that what you're creating here, Alicia, is an opportunity for people to have an experience. So on the show that you guys do together, it's more than just listening. It, it's, it's a movement inside of you. It is this creative impulse that needs to be born. And so your intuition is calling you into the greater expression of this um, experience, of this awakening, of this integration. And the importance of this podcast is that it gives legs to the action that needs to be taken. Oh, I like that. Thank you. Write yeah, that down. because the, okay. <laughs> I know we're going to have to like be writing all these oh, things down. We gotta record the, it. That's good. We got to record. Yes. But the wisdom that you were speaking, Cheryl, but it's everything that I, I mean, I can't even express how much I feel that in, you know, in my heart and my soul, because it's so true. And when God, cause I say God, when God asked me to do this and I will admit, I had no idea how I was going to do it. I mean, how many times, Todd, did I tell you about this over the years? I was like, I have no idea how it's going to happen, yeah. but it's going to happen. Yeah. And, and I do want also listeners to understand that when things are not happening, chances are it's because either most likely you haven't met the person because it's all about people. It's all about connectedness. It's not about things. It's not about money. It's about the people. And until you meet that person who's supposed to be part of your journey, you're not going to be moving anywhere. <laughs> yeah. You know, so until people become in alignment and that's where apparently we have those soul contracts and it's like, oh, we know when we're going to meet to carry on this other work. And, and 
And truly what it is, is understanding what faith actually is and not faith from a religious standpoint, but faith is letting go of fear. And literally how I love Cheryl, how you said that, like clenching a penny and be like, just open your hand and, and I will give you everything. That is such a beautiful way of expressing that because it's so true. And I will, I will say, you know, God put me through the ringer to understand what true faith is. I mean, you know, you know this. I mean, I was down to nothing many times. And that's one of the scariest things is not to have money, right? You know, what, am I going to be kicked out and not living on the street? That's terrifying. But at the same time, it was what allowed me to actually understand faith, knowing that if I'm here doing God's work, um, he's not going to get me on the street. I guess I, unless I really had to, you know, but just accepting, embracing, and knowing that all God wants or, or spirit, source, universe, whatever people want to connect to. And again, when I say God, I say God with the little winky face, you know, in our logo, because God's winking out of pure love. And, you know, and then the myronies, I feel like God's like, yay, good job, good job. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you know? And it, that's the myronies, God clapping. He's your cheerleader. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> He's totally cheering us all on. Or she, if people want to connect to a she, or, or, you know, our loved ones that have passed. They're all cheering us on. So, yeah, yeah. that's. No, I agree. And I like what you said. And, and I'm going to go back to this again for the listeners purposes, uh, because I think what happens uh, and I've, I've been guilty of this at times. It's like, how did that person get there? Whatever pedestal we're, we're trying to put that person on, man, well, I can't do that. I'm just, you know, Cheryl from you know Vancouver. I'm Todd from San Jose. Uh, and the purpose of this show is to show people that one, we're all the same. Uh, we've all got the same gig. We've all got the same problems. We've all got the same joys. Um, and it's just paying attention. The whole purpose of you know, myrony, that's myrony. This podcast is to show people we've all got those breadcrumbs, those dots to connect, those myronistic events. And for real clarity, for those of you who maybe this is the first podcast you listen to, your personal ironies, your personal ironic moments that you're going, wait a minute. I wasn't going to go out tonight and yet we, I did. And I met this person at the bar going back to one of our prior podcasts. Right. And before you know it, you're married and <laughs> living happily ever after. And, and so it, it, it's listening to those gut instincts, right. Versus going, Oh, I don't want to go out tonight. I mean, we all, we all know, we all know every time, not every time, but in many cases we've supposed to go to some Christmas party or whatever party we don't want to go to. We do. And we end up having a great time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but fear, you mentioned fear, Cheryl, and, and I can relate to that as well, because like you said, you're doing something now, which completely like comparing apples and oranges to what you were doing before. Uh, it, I was the same way. I, I've been an insurance broker my entire life. That's all I knew. And all of a sudden I was drawn into writing children's books. How, 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 I mean, that's a long story, but it's, I was just taught from San Jose. How did I do it? Uh, and, and for the record, I hated English class. I was never a writer. I hated it with a passion. My teacher would roll over right now if she knew I was writing books. But, <laughs> but and I'll use the word God because I'm a godly person. Um, I was drawn in that direction over a period of time by falling into the right books that Alicia reads and the, the one book that you mentioned I haven't read. 
but that was a catalyst. I had a book that, that was the catalyst for me that pushed me hard in that direction. So I, I completely get it. And I just wanted to clarify that for listeners so they can see that we're just normal people. Yeah, and if you want to hear the story, it's episode two and three of how Todd and I met. And it actually explains how Todd got into the books. And it's just absolutely beautiful. And it's because you kept listening to that intuitive nudge. Yeah. That was like, you're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do yeah. this. And so that is actually what this podcast is all about. And that's why I was so happy when you agreed to do this, Cheryl, because, you know, when, when <laughs> the more of this energy we can put out there, you know, we're, we're not an army of one, you know, we, when we come together, we're, and I don't like using the word army, but I do call it like the spiritual army, because there's so much, there's so much darkness and fear and everybody, you know, just losing their minds in ways. And it's like, no, that's not what God wants. God wants us to just embrace what it is and then still see the beauty of what's going on. And mm -hmm. that is the beauty of synchronicity and of Myronies is that they show up in the most unexpected ways. Usually with Myronie, there's humor. There's always humor with Myrony, even in bad situations. You seriously, I mean, okay, I don't swear. I tried not to swear, but I have a hashtag for my own personal page on Instagram. That's hashtag WTF Myrony. It's going to be on a coffee mug one day because I can't even tell you how many times I look up and I'm like, seriously, you know, <laughs> oh, you but want then me? you always laugh. Okay. All right. I got a perfect, I want, I have a real time example that happened to me this morning. You guys want to hear? Oh it? yes, of course. Okay. okay so. <laughs> I'm on uh, Fiverr yesterday. Fiverr is a uh, website. Do you know it, Cheryl? You can I, find. I, I just heard it for the second time today. Oh, in one day? Okay, right there. Myronistic <laughs> event in real time. Okay. Yay. Okay. So I'll check it out. Yeah. So it, it, it's a place for people to find artists and, and uh, software oh. people, all sorts of products and, and people that can do work for you. And anyway, for us in our children's books, uh, we wanted to build out our brand on Amazon. We just had a little presence and now we're ready to build out our store brand because it is our brand. And so you can do that. And so we started playing around with it. And I'm like, oh, ugh, I'm not a software guy. I, I sold insurance for 30 years. What the heck do I know about software? And it's supposed to be simple and it kind of is, but it's still above my pay grade. So I go on Fiverr and I try to find this person. Okay, I found this great guy from Albania. He's got like 70 reviews, five stars. I read, I read the reviews. They're all smoking great. I'm okay. We're going to go that. And I look at another guy. I'm like, well, this guy's from England and he's got a handful of reviews and they're still five stars. Okay. But the pricing's about the same. So I'm going to go with the guy with Albania. So I, I email or do the messaging through Fiverr. Guy replies. We're going back and forth. And I'm like, wow, it's weird because he replies and it's, it's coming from the UK. I wonder if that's how he routes his business. <laughs> you know, these weird things go through your head, right? And so I'm like, I, this morning, was it last night? It was either, yeah, no, it was last night. So we're conversing back and forth. And I'm like, it's really weird. It's from the UK. So I'm looking, I'm like, I emailed the wrong guy. <laughs> I emailed the guy that had the like, five reviews instead of like 70 reviews. I'm like, Oh my God. Well, shoot. Now I kind of feel compelled. The guy's nice. And this is, I, I get a little guilty with that. Right. Well, yeah, I talked to him. So I kind of feel compelled to use them. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not the right business thing to do. So anyway, this morning I get up, um, our, our routine is we have my wife and I have coffee in bed. We watch YouTube programs. Um, 
all motivational stuff for the first hour of the morning. And on, on YouTube, the first three, there's three rows I can see on my TV, maybe even four. And literally on row number three, dead center, best places to visit in Albania. And I'm like, what? Now, before I turned it on, like, you know, when you're kind of uh, waking up asleep, waking up asleep, yeah. and I'm going through my head, I'm like, oh my God, do I go, do I contact, contact the guy in Albania? Do I need, do I do that? Do I not? Maybe it's the sign. Maybe I, I accidentally emailed the guy in, in the UK because he's the better person. Right. I don't, now, I'm, now I'm confused. Well, yeah, that's actually, right? would, have, would have thought that until you saw the Albania That's side. right, that's right. So I'm having my coffee, I turn on the TV, and it wasn't, I wasn't searching. It right. was dead center, third row down, best places of it in Albania. And I'm like, wait, I've never typed in Albania because we all know AI. Okay, so for clarification, I didn't say anything verbally, I didn't type anything, I wasn't traveling to Europe. So none of those things should have been stuck in my computer or on the TV. And uh, I'm like, You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> so immediately I got up and I, I, and I contacted the guy from Albania and he was lickety split. We were going, I mean, I've already had 10 conversations with him back and forth this morning. So he's the guy I'm going with. But, oh my God. I love that story. That yeah. is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Almost real time. It happened this morning. And those are the weird myronistic events, the synchronicities that happen all the time. But most of us, because we, we, we run so fast that we just miss them. We're oblivious right. to them in many cases. Because uh, I liked what Cheryl said earlier, where you try all these joyous events, they, they literally happen all day, every day. But we just tend not to see them. Well, and then I, I was doing some research on you, Cheryl, because I mean, besides our conversations. And I call that a stalker. So <laughs> <laughs> I watch too many PI movies, I guess. That's great. <laughs> but I noticed that it, in, in something online, I don't remember exactly what, what site it was, but it said how you had made the shift from your business. And it sounded like something around 2004, right? Is that, and you actually got your bachelor's in, from the University of Metaphysics or something along that lines, right? So this, I mean, like she's really studied this. Wow. But what I find, the irony is, is that it was 2004 when my dad died and was when my life was when I first saw the ironies was when I got married, which goes back to, you know, episode yeah. five when I, when I shared that dedication to my parents. And I found that very, very interesting that a lot of uh, the people I've connected with, when our spiritual journeys start waking up, Yours was 15 years ago. When I was introduced to Brian Weiss was 15 years ago. But my life literally changed in 2004. So when I saw that connection to you, I was just like, oh my goodness, we got to go deeper on this because I'm so curious. I mean, it's not even like you were just reading books. You literally went and got your bachelor's. I know that. I didn't even know there was such a thing. And before you dive into that, I want to add something. What did you do prior to that? What was your profession, if, if any? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I, I had the coolest job. I was working corporately for an electrical manufacturing uh, uh, engineering firm. Oh. So I was the hub between sales, uh, logistics, the uh, customer. I was working on with quotes and, and you know, it was a pretty, pretty, uh, uh, I would say, high stress job at times. Uh, but I worked with the most amazing people had the most amazing experiences, got to go to the largest copper mine in the world in Chile. And uh, so when I, 
in 2004 when I felt this calling that it was time to it was time to leave and and part of me didn't want to leave because I again worked with the most amazing people and had so much fun and of course the security of you know leaving and then starting from scratch so in 2004 I left and I started doing intuitive readings and teaching intuitive workshops I signed up for my metaphysics to become ordained because it was just such a natural fit because, uh, you know, spirituality is probably the key value in my life and this relationship with God, which is was and continues to be profound. So I didn't actually uh, graduate. Um, my, my son got very ill in the meantime, and that's another story in itself. So when I talk about gut-wrenching fear, for whatever reason, and I think this is part of the, the beauty of the joy of sharing how you can turn the tables on complete devastation. You can actually turn the tables on devastation. Absolutely. You can, you can actually embrace it as a gift. Absolutely. In, the, in the moment, on the onset, or after you've been in that turmoil for, for a while? Well, you know, I, I would say back then, not in the moment. Definitely now. not in the moment. <laughs> not, not in the moment then. Just want to clarify. <laughs> yeah, not in the moment then. However, now, yes. Yeah. It's kind, uh, of like, it's kind of like comparing a dark tunnel, but you have no idea that there's light really at the end. You're like in the middle of a dark tunnel, darkness on both sides. But when, as an intuitive, you just know there's something you just got to keep pushing forward because why else would you have all these signs and you know all these things happen if it was completely in vain and that's what's so powerful when we can connect to that higher place because i mean and it's really interesting a lot of intuitive psychics you know the ones that have all the different clairvoyancy so many of them have gone through so many traumatic things to the point of suicide in a lot of cases and it's like, what, is that a test for us to see how, you know, <laughs> we really, we just keep fighting, right. you know, keep pushing through, but it's truly, how can we help people if we haven't gone through it ourselves? Exactly. You know, Alicia, when you and I were talking and you were sharing your story with me, I thought, wow, so powerful. Like how many people in you sharing your story are, are you going to bring hope to? that wow you know it's it's just such a beautiful story and 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 you know todd when when you when you share the story of writing children's books and how you made that shift yeah uh, the combination of all of our stories is this is what life is about and we're constantly tempted to um i want to say go back into the familiar where we're we're not putting ourselves into the discomfort of saying, oh, I'm just getting something now. Just a sec. Okay. <laughs> I love when people get things like in the moment because it's like, yes, we know it's not coming from us. I'm actually excited right now. I know. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to share that the image that I'm getting is this podcast is going around the world. Oh. Imagine seeing the podcast in terms of light of aha moments of understanding going on and when you, three of us the three of us have shared our stories 
how many lights are lighting up. I like to think of our synchronicities and our myronies. We're all joy bubbles colliding. Mm -hmm. We're all bouncing off each other. And when we each show up authentically and we speak with vulnerability, that that's where the real movement happens. Absolutely. So we're always growing. We're always growing into our vulnerability. And perhaps the biggest message or the biggest takeaway I'm coming away from from our time together, what a gift. I feel like I, oh, it's like, what took you guys so long? <laughs> <laughs> We're a little slow. I know. Right? How, many life, how many lifetimes do we have to go through before we finally connect it? I feel, I, like, I feel like we're all, you know, on this mountaintop experience, having a picnic going, yeah, do you remember when? But anyways, so what I, this, this uh, light bulb moment for me was, I believe the new language that we're bringing in, and that's why the podcast is so important, is because we are now speaking the language of our own divinity. And, you know, um, uh, there's a beautiful phrase that I quote from uh, one of the mystics, um, and her name escapes me right now, uh, Hildegard, Hildegard de, B uh, uh, de Bingham, who said, we, we are experiencing our humanity as our divinity. Oh, so now beautiful. we're speaking from these deeper places. Yeah. And now when we go into the discomfort of leaving the familiar, it's like, hello, fear, my old friend. You have a safe place to land. Yeah. And well, this is the divinity of our humanity. My God, you are so eloquent in every way that you speak. I know, are you like just, you, you're uh. speechless. <laughs> Uh, I wish she could have told me this 15 years ago, but <laughs> I could have used that. But you know, you, know. you look at uh, like, I, and I love the idea of these children's stories because, and, and this is so important. And I love that you write children's stories because it's the child in us that has to go back to the awe and the wonder. Absolutely. And when we do, uh, it's like, it's like we are transported in yeah. all ways. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And you're going to add Myrony to one of the children's books in the future. It's got to be. It's got to be. <laughs> right. Because it's just bringing, I mean, like the first episode, Cheryl, I, I uh, you know, is where I tell my story and I call it discover Myrony and your inner superpower. And, you know, just to have a little fun, we're still trying to figure out what Todd's name for his superpower, but I'm like, you have a superpower. We all have these superpowers. I grew up, um, you know, now that I look back on it, I grew up where I definitely did have medium abilities that I didn't even know as a child. And then I look back when I was 16 and I made this very intuitive choice to go to Delaware when I lived in New Jersey and had never been to the state. Like, why am I going? So that this whole path would happen, you know, and but I didn't realize it. I never connected to it. I never connected to the medium side until my dad passed and my life was falling apart. And it was, thank God I had that connection because I would have killed myself. And then it wasn't until I got, you know, the irony of my friend, 
uh, taking my wedding pictures who saw that all happen, all those miracles that happened that week, that the day before she moves away to Texas, she gives me the book, Many Lives, Many Masters. Without that gift, I would have been dead. That is why I wanted to do this. It's exactly what you're saying. I want to be that voice of that. You can't even, ex I, I can't even express how many times I should have died because I was that broken, but I would not change it at all. No, I never want to go through it again. So I'm like, God, you know, no more. I'm ready for, you know, it's like just a little bit more easy life. Not even easy, just, you know, Different? just not that. But, <laughs> but I wouldn't have changed it because it is what created or it, 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 it's what transformed me. That's why you are where you are right now. Right. And so that I can help those that feel as lost that I once did. Yeah. But I want them to not have to suffer 15 years. I want them to be able to do it as quick as possible. It's like, here's a little blueprint. Well, and, it's, <laughs> and, and what's funny you say 15 years because, uh, uh, and, and what I caught, because 15 years is kind of my thing, right? It's I know, like, it's okay, kind of funny, right? Yeah, and, and I needed those 15 years because I needed to study. I needed, I needed to learn more. I, I, there's a, there was a great phrase by uh, Wayne Dyer, and, and I don't know if he plagiarized it from somebody else, but I'll take it from him, and that is, once you change, everything around you changes. And, it, and it's so true. And I hold true to that. So I really needed to change so I could help people with that new knowledge. But you said something, Cheryl, earlier I, I wanted to go back to it because it, it seemed like you had this wonderful job. And then when you were shifting gears, you immediately were doing readings. Mm -hmm. Was it was it in the, 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 the first year or did you have to go through training before you could actually do readings? Or was that something that that you just realized you could do with friends and family at cocktail parties or yeah, I'm, curi I'm curious. When did right? you recognize your gifts? Like, I mean, did Uncle Bob freak out when you told him something at Christmas or? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so I would say my my um, out of world experiences would happen in nature when I like from the time I was very young. It's just this the amazing feelings of connection. Yeah, I I did take um, classes. I I studied. I read. I meditated. I prayed, and I trained uh, professionally. And so I I was not one of these people who just suddenly did readings for people. No, that wasn't that wasn't what happened for me. As I trained, uh, I would do the readings, and of course, you you can imagine like how first time you you're on the spot to do something you're definitely in performance anxiety and you think oh my like how do i know um are you blocking at that point because of the anxiety no no i don't think blocking uh it makes it more difficult for sure but okay. i but i think it's still there it's it's just calming down enough to access it okay. uh, so through through my development uh, starting out doing readings, uh, chakra readings, but I, I would see more than I, I would get images. I would get stories, and and uh, although it was a professional course, I was not planning to do it professionally. What happened was I kept getting invited to do readings for these fundraisers, and whenever I do a reading, people would have an experience. Oh wow! To the point where I'm, it it got to be something I love to do and felt compelled to do. Interesting. And, 
Yeah, yeah, very yeah. interesting. So I literally did come into the work kicking and screaming the, the whole way. <laughs> and and, and the, way I, the way I describe it is in the early days before I did a reading, I would want to throw up. And I knew I was making progress because I didn't want to throw up till after I did the reading. <laughs> And, and of course, that's that's a long time ago, but you know, it, and now it's a no brainer. It's just yeah, here, you know, and it's well so because natural, you so you natural. you finally embraced what mm -hmm. you because I truly believe everybody has these gifts of you know we we call them the clairs. There's clairvoyancy, which is you can you know you see images, so you have obviously clairvoyancy, and then clairsentience is where you feel things and Claire audience is where you hear things. And then I never knew about the gift of Claire cognizance until I read that book, the light between us by Laura Lynn Jackson. Yeah. I had never even heard of that. And I was like, this gift of knowing she didn't even call it Claire cognizance. She just called it the gift of knowing where there's no external forces. It's just this knowing. And once I had a name for it, because you know, otherwise you think you're a little crazy because you're not getting anything else. So why would you think, I actually know these things. But then when you start trusting it, that's when the magic happens. Oh, yeah. Oh, and everybody yeah. can train themselves to do this. Some people just have it, you know, you know, they're, yeah, these people that just are naturals and it just comes and they've, they've had it their whole lives. But we can tap into it. And for those who don't. For those who don't, let's give a shout out to Laura Lynn Jackson and get that book because <laughs> yes. what was the other one? Uh, Signs, the secret Signs. language of the universe. OMG, oh, <laughs> because, because people, I don't have any of these gifts that I know of and I received my signs as soon as I finished that book. I asked for it. I received it immediately, like in 24 hours. My wife gives that book out to anybody who has a friend who has Aww. passed. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. One thing I want to get back to you, Cheryl, if I may, you got a, a bachelor's degree in metaphysics. Now, I didn't know that was such a thing. So, so it is, I mean, how is that? How is that experience? It, it's because it, it kind of seems kind of cool, but it's also kind of off the beaten track for the average person. Yes. It, well, it's a deep dive, right? It's a yeah. deep dive into I want to say embracing, um, embracing intuition, syn synchronicity as a way of life. And as I go deeper in my studies, because I'm a, I'm, I'm a researcher and I'll, I'll always be a lifelong learner. And I'm actually, um, you know, as I'm writing my own book now, uh, the really interesting experience I'm having in writing the book is I'm being invited to go into this experience of my expanded nature more consistently and more deep, more deeply. So in other words, and this is a, a really good exercise for us all to be working with, because I believe we are speaking a new language. And yeah, we are definitely we are grounding a new language and a new way of being. And so as I was writing the book, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting experience for all of us. And I don't know if it's like this for you, Todd, when you're writing a story, but to get out of the, the way of the linear mind that wants to figure things out and instead go into pure creation and to get out of writer's block and go straight into this ability um, to, to, I want to say, get things done from a place that, that feels really great as opposed to a place of pushing and struggling. 
So I, I feel that in this new language that we're speaking, it's a new way of being, it's a new way of doing things. And it's not so much new as it, as it is perhaps consistent and the, the, the saying yes to thinking bigger. Mm-hmm. So the deep listening for me as I begin this writing process is, is to listen deeply. It's like, what's it like to let joy lead? What's that like? And, and so when I go through the gritty times, to, to bring in that sense of, okay, what is a better feeling thought in this moment? So it's not to dismiss the discomfort. It's not to spiritually bypass. And it is to say that there is a coherence and a harmony in the universe that I am so committed to being in alignment with. Yeah. And I love that word commitment. And we know how committed we are by the results we're getting. And in the new language or this new way of being that I believe each one of us is grounding on behalf of humanity, on behalf of our children, is I am willing to use this discomfort as my gift to humanity. Oh, and love that. that. That for me has been very helpful because there are still, you know, those old programs that are releasing. Mm-hmm. The more I grow, the more I say yes to joy. And I love, I use the word joy for the acronym, which is just open yourself. Oh, I love that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? He almost was considering that he didn't have time to do this podcast. Can you imagine what you'd be missing out? I, I, I It's funny you say that because I was actually thinking that during this one because <laughs> Cheryl's my favorite. Yeah, I loved all the other ones, but I really like talking well, to Cheryl. Right, because we're diving deep into this world that, you know, I mean, there's so many of us that are part of it, but now it's like we are all coming together. And then, like you said, it is this awakening that's happening and embracing those difficult times. That's all it is. It's just embrace it, accept it. It is what it is. I like to say, step aside and let God guide. Just yeah. get out of your own way and just know that whatever it is that's coming through you, because, you know, some people want to say, oh, you know, if it's not in the Bible, then it's not of God. Why would it be God be, why wouldn't God be working through us in all different ways? We hear it in music. We see it in movies. We see it in TV. We see it in books. To, to, to help, to help the listeners, Cheryl, how old were you when you went back to school? after you, uh, you were leaving the, uh, the electrical manufacturing company and, and you were going to get your degree, what, about what age were you? I was in my early 40s. Early, oh, that's right. You did say 40s. Yeah. Okay. Because that, no, that's right. It resonated with me because that's about how old I was when my shift started happening. And, it, 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 and it's important for people to realize that because they are monumental changes. Anytime you have a guaranteed paycheck, a guaranteed retirement, a guaranteed place to go hang your hat, uh, it is extremely fearful to make any sort of monumental change. And people believe me, and if you heard one of the earlier episodes, for me to walk away from my business that I built from scratch and was highly successful, and you do it because you realize that if you don't, you're only just gonna make more money and you're just gonna buy a bigger house and you're just gonna buy bigger cars 
and you realize that that can't be what life is about. I had that intuitive sense and that's why the shift happened in me. I allowed it and I followed it. But it's like you mentioned, it's freaking hard work. Uh, it is freaking hard work. If Alicia hadn't done, I don't even know how Alicia did it, quite honestly. I probably would have given up. You know, they say women are way stronger than men. Believe me, this is a case of that because how Alicia is even doing this with the stories that she's had in the, uh, and the, I, I, my mouth drops open when you tell me the story, the story, because <laughs> I'm like, my, my life, my life has been a, a, a walk in the park. I haven't had the, I wasn't mugged, I wasn't raped, I wasn't molested, I wasn't any of those things. My house didn't burn down as a kid. I just didn't have those. We all have stories, don't get me wrong. Um, and, and so it is amazing of what you can do. What, what, what did you call it? Uh, you, you said something, Cheryl, about work, and it was hard work, but I don't want to use it. Well, regardless, it just is hard work. It is it hard just work. Is hard work. Really. It's taking it action. And exactly. I was very yeah. fortunate that through my mom, when she was still alive and when we tapped into my dad's energy and I did it through a pendulum was the first tool, first psychic tool that I, the one that I just gave you. Yeah. I, I, got, I got her hand me down. She got a better one. <laughs> Actually, that was a very special one. I'm sorry. But, uh, but then it was my mom who, you know, she passed away almost nine years ago, but then she discovered she could auto write. And for those that don't know what auto writing is, it's like you write and then the energy flows. Now, what was crazy, it was my father in his handwriting. And when he showed, when she showed my brother and I this, I will never forget because it was like she wrote in her handwriting and then it was like this really crazy, like frenetic swiggling. And then it would be his handwriting. And it was just like, I had no idea anybody could do that. So then I was like, can I do that? <laughs> and it took me about two months before I was able to tap into that energy. But it was the writings. It was knowing. I mean, I was told so many times, have faith, believe, pray, believe, and have faith. Everything will make sense. Everything, you know, at some point. And it was only because of that guidance. Like you said, how did I not give up? I didn't give up because of that. And then after my mom passed and knowing, you know, like, cause if it just came through me, I would have probably thought I was crazy. I probably would have put myself, commit myself into a psych ward. You probably never would have seen me again, or I'd be dead. Those were the options. But I was always given people to kind of hold my hand of like, no, you're not crazy. This is going to make sense. And now all the pieces, I actually feel like chicken little right now where, you know, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. It's people are falling, people are falling because mm -hmm. everybody is coming together in the most beautiful way. And so it's just like, like I said, it's just such an honor to have Cheryl, you be the first one where we're going really deep. And we know this may not be for everybody, but then we do know this is for, for people that, you know, they want to embrace this. Yeah, and I would say it, it the concept of of change and, and and following something you're really passionate about is for everybody. It's, it may not be you, you you know may not be an intuitive. You may not write children's books. You may not start a podcast. Um, and and in fact, for the record, I didn't know what I wanted to do. It was 2006, and when I asked, in my case, it was God. It was February. And I, I said, please give me something else to do with my life. I know I can have more impact on more people, but I had no clue as to what it would be. I gave God a, a blank slate, a white canvas, 
and just said, I'll, I'll just do whatever. And, and, and weird things came my way and, and people came in my weird things, myronistic things came in my way. <laughs> But no, they're weird to the average person. They were weird to me then. So I have to tell you, Cheryl, myronistic is the word Todd came up with. So he loves using that word, which is very cool. I give him all the credit to myronistic because it's a great word. But it's great because we have three people here who all made transitions in their 40s, took time. It takes time. And like Cheryl said, she's got a friend. If she was going to give her business away, she'd give it to her. I mean, those are the kind of opportunities that follow when you're on the right path. Absolutely. They, they, they just do. It's like what Cheryl said, opening your hand. Yeah. You're not holding on to that tight little penny. Right, you're right. Opening their hand. And, and I don't care if you, if you sell cars and, and you want to be a chef, or I don't care if, if you're uh, a housewife and, and you want to be a nurse. I don't care what the transition is. Just do it. Yeah. Just and live just by the find night your passion. Find your passion. You but also what? just look for guidance. I think a, I think a big part of this is is that for those who do not yet know what their passion is. That was me. That was me. That you know again the huge courage, the grit and 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 the faith and and Greg or Greg Todd. <laughs> Who's Greg? I, I keep seeing a convertible for you. I keep seeing you in a convertible. Do you have one? No, but my mom does. <laughs> and she was just here this morning. <laughs> oh, is she? Yeah. So, so I just have to share with you, this image just will not go away. And, and it's like you're in this convertible. It's red. You're having the time of your life. You are so whatever it is you're thinking of doing, it's like the, the, literally the sign behind me, the world is your oyster. And, I, you know, it's this, this, um, this call to joy. And I think you hit the nail on the head where it doesn't, doesn't matter who you are, what you do. What matters is that you, you follow where your creativity leads you. And that's the fullest expression of life. What wants to move through, what wants to move through you? Yeah, that was identical to really what happened to me because when I asked the question, Within two months, I fell into a book. It was The Secret. Uh, and what that book did, just a simple book, it ignited a flame in me. We read it on the way down to Mexico on the airplane. The first time in my life, because I'm a travel junkie, the first time in my life, I couldn't wait to get home to go to Barnes & Noble to get more books. That one simple book ignited a flame in me. And then I did follow things. And then things just came up and, and the projects that I did intuitively came to me and I followed them. And at one point, they, I don't know what show it is. She always has these shows memorized, but I, I had this talk, this scream session in the bathroom, smallest room in the house. I didn't want anybody else to hear me uh, with God. And I got my answer. And uh, yeah. Now Here's another real-time myronistic event because what you were just talking about living in joy. I was literally just watching this morning when I was having coffee telling you the, the part earlier when the Albania thing popped up. Well, I was watching uh, Esther Hicks. I was watching one of her animated ones. And it verbatim was talking about living in joy. And that's what I was telling myself. That's it. Yeah, that's it. You got you to try to maintain that joy 
so you don't repel what it is you want. Because I tend to, being raised by two workaholics, I, I tend to chase, I tend to grind, I tend to have to get things done. Uh, and so when you said that, it's like, oh my God, that was just on this morning. So I think <laughs> Look we have, like, how much you're getting out of this <laughs> podcast. Like, oh my goodness, you're getting readings. I know. <laughs> well, and, and, well and it's, I know, my red Ferrari, I think that's what it was. I think Ooh, it was a red Ferrari I always wanted. There you go. I, I literally had a poster on my wall <laughs> when I was a kid of a red Ferrari. Okay, okay. Can can we just back it up here right now? Because because uh I I and this ties into the Myronies. So signs, symbols, and synchronicity. From now on, when any of us, including all podcast listeners, see a red Ferrari or a red convertible, it's a reminder. Open your hand, open your heart. <laughs> live with that kind of joy everything else comes in mm. and uh it wouldn't um and that's the invitation for all of us here today that's i think awesome. I, I think and i'll speak for myself here and this is the, the biological part or the old programming whatever you want to call it is, is that i'm i think it is each one of us, can we bring forward the side of us that says, oh, this is too big. This couldn't possibly happen. This is too big. Can we just, just gently, and you can feel it, and I can feel it in my gut right now. So is each one of us, whoever is listening to this podcast right now in this moment, you make a commitment to love that part of you and invite it to feel safe and let it land into your arms of love. So poetic. Yeah. So, so, poetic. so Cheryl, what about your courses that you're teaching now? And like, you know, let's go to where you are now. And I know you're writing a book, you even talked about starting your own podcast. You know, you, you, you teach a course on synchronicity. You're teaching this mastermind. What's your mastermind? Like how can people connect with you and, you know, just what's going on right now. <laughs> and I hope they do, because I think they should. Well, <laughs> well, thank, thank you. Thank you for asking. I'm very excited because uh, a few things. Currently, I'm leading uh, Intuitive Business Masterminds. The first level was so amazing. Everyone has signed up for the second level. Oh, it man, was fantastic. a profound experience. I have no words. And... The, I have a, another group actually starting on the 2nd of October. These will be revolving. They'll always be happening, but that's the next one. I currently have masterminds for professional business women, and I'm now creating masterminds for, for professional men, entrepreneurs, men in business. I just feel that uh, there's an aspect of intuitiveness within men that is perhaps communicated differently than women. And the work that I do is providing a very safe space to go really deep, just like we did on this call, but we go really deep and then we apply it to what's currently happening so that there is a practicality here that is being um, resolved and integrated. 
So there's the intuitive masterminds that I do. Of course, I do mentoring and 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 one-on-one work, and and also I lead online spiritual retreats, and have one actually happening this Saturday, and they're monthly. Oh wow! So with those, again, it's let's let take these principles and let's. Uh, uh, the work is always experiential, always. So, for example we would take a concept let's say there's something we all wanted to create right there's something in your life you want to create so we would bring it forward and then we we do a deep dive into the energy uh that already exists this has already been completed in another uh, i want to say aspect of consciousness or dimension whatever you want to call it so we're bringing your future self into the present and part of what's so exciting right now and that's why joy is such an important component is when we tap into joy we are tapping into the future self that has already completed what it wanted to do wow interesting interesting i get it too i i completely get that sounds uh, like you need to do this mastermind it's uh well i like I mean, well in, in essence too it kind of falls in a biblical text right uh what was is what is is what will be is everything is now and we're so programmed in this, uh, like you mentioned earlier, this linear state of living that we've all been taught. And, and so, no, I get it. I, I love it. What are, the, uh, what are the websites that people go to? Yeah, the intuitive yeah, theintuitivelife.com. Dot com? Okay. Mm-hmm. And also social media. How can people connect with you there? Or, do, is, it like, or is it better just go to well, the where can they, Life? Yeah, where can they buy their I Love Cheryl bumper stickers? <laughs> My, my friends, my friend, I have one friend who always teases me. And she goes, she goes, oh, because, you know, you, you, there, there are times you go, uh, well, how do I say this? And she, and she says, oh, Cheryl, just Cherylize it. So, <laughs> so I love the bumper stickers. Uh, the intuitivelife.com is the, uh, I have a Facebook page uh, as well, The Intuitive Life. And of course, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, um, I just want to put an invitation out there to those who are so keen when your creativity calls you i adore working with people who are listening to that creative call and to come together and to have fun working in the quantum field and i'll and and I love what Joe Dispenza says. He says, you must make the vision of your future self stronger than your memory of the past. And so uh, come, uh, this is what I'm hearing. Come ride a Ferrari with me. (laughs) (laughs) It will be the the ride of your life. I am so curious between the three of us, oh. who's going to see that red Ferrari first? Oh, you know, how fast awesome. is that Ferrari going to be manifested? That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, on that note, I don't know. We, this was just so incredible. It was incredible for me. I, again, I lo- for the listeners, I had no idea who Cheryl was. We try to keep it a secret from me because it's exciting. I, I, it's like a kid at Christmas type for me. And so I got to thank you very much. It has been a treat. Uh, the way you talk, uh, your poetic, uh, your knowledge, uh, just everything. I, I loved it. So I hope I, 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 I could only imagine the listeners do too. 
uh, and go to their, your website and see if they can find out more. Um, but thank you again for uh, listening. All of uh, our podcast, uh, what do we call them? Our tribe here? Our at the, tribe, yeah. We got our, our Myrony tribe. <laughs> at the That's Myrony podcast. So thank you all for listening and we'll catch you guys on the next show. Thank you again, Cheryl Brewster. This thank is wonderful. You so thank you so much. Love to you, Cheryl. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on That's Myrony podcast. We hope you enjoyed the Myronic stories shared today and possibly got you to connect to the Myronies in your own life. As you listen to our podcast, you'll start catching signs that are so subtle, but could possibly have the biggest impact on your life because that's Myrony. Alicia and I wouldn't have created this podcast if it weren't for us paying attention to our own personal Myronies and started connecting those spiritual breadcrumbs. So pay attention to that inner voice and watch Myronies appear in your life, just like the guest in our next episode. And please connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and our website at thatsmyrony.com, where you can share your unbelievable Myronies. We would love for you to share this episode with your friends and family, and also comment, like, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. And remember, if something happens that makes you say, hmm, that's ironic, it's not ironic at all. It's Myronic. Now that's Myrony. See you all next time.